Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the oh. devil are you doing? Oh, not sure, I, not sure I enjoyed that gnashing of the teeth. It's a little bit <laughs> unnecessary, isn't it? A little bit I'm unnecessary, mate. Banter. <laughs> yeah, hungry, hungry for banter. <clears throat> I'm good, man. Yeah, uh, rattling off uh, another week in uh, Stack Towers. Um, about to launch a um, a uh, video game podcast, actually, uh, Chris, which is what? very exciting. Um, are you presenting I'll, it? I'm going to be involved in it for a couple of episodes, I reckon. But uh, yeah, look, 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 eyes on for that. Wait up for uh, uh, for, for 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 a podcast uh, very soon being released by Stack. But uh, yeah, everything's everything's Ooh. good in the hood. All good. And what's the tell us about the podcast? What's going to happen? How's it going to go down? What kind of topics are you going to cover? Oh, all sorts, really. Monkey Island, no doubt. <laughs> it's just I mean, it's just what the wall, Monkey Island, really. Um, VGC uh is a a uh, video games chronicle is a um, mm. website that does um there's quite a lot of scoopery they're, they're kind of their their bread and butter their meat and potatoes is very much um video game scoops so they're quite good at finding like big stories that get kind of basically nicked and and rewritten a thousand different times by different and other and less reputable uh, video game sources and um yeah they wanted to do a podcast so i was like that ticks a lot of boxes for me let's do a video game podcast so uh, that's once i get back <laughs> from Costa Rica that's pretty much what I'm going to be what I'm going to be working on for a few weeks fun oh look at you oh, well I'm back from Costa Rica I'm going to me. launch my video game I know, podcast I know I'm, what a great life I'm having <laughs> oh, here I am here I am the book yeah <laughs> how's the old uh, book going by the way you finished the so writing. I finished yeah yeah I finished the first draft and yeah it's quite a good book mm. I, I think it's good anyway but mm. it definitely it's one of those things where the first draft of anything you do is yeah. always shit, from my experience. Yes. And, you know, whether it's a video or a podcast, or actually a podcast, it's just, there is no draft. Yeah, there's no you're, draft you're in, there. You're in the firing There's line. no improving this, Chris. This is gold. This is as good as it gets, I'm, yeah. afraid, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, you know, when we first started doing the podcast, I was really... Uh, I found it really scary. Sexy, horny. What? You, you don't get to edit, really. You no. don't get to cut anything out. No. Daunting. Did we yes. ever edit anything? I don't think we ever did, did we? Just out of... Apart from your racist views. Apart <laughs> from my racist views. Your views, views. Um, your yeah, views think, on the British Empire. I think... Um, those. I think I'm probably in favour. Um, the... Um, I should, should, should have it all. Um, the whole thing should be called <laughs> Earth. Earth, with asterisks. This belongs to Queenie. Queenie Elizabeth. <laughs> Um, King Charles King now. Charles rather God. 
God, get, uh, keep up with the Jones Donaldson. Um, yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, I, I I love podcasting because you literally. We don't edit any any of this uh, podcast out. Maybe we should. Maybe we should tidy it up after uh, in in post. Probably. But I think I think going from YouTube to uh, podcastery. I mean, you must be you must be absolutely poop scared that you're going to say something that um, I forget to edit out. <laughs> I mean, I was when we first started out. I do remember mm. editing some of the podcasts, the first ones we did, to make right. sure they weren't completely awful, because mm. I'd never done anything like that before, right? Yeah. And I'd never done any live shows or anything like that either. But since then, I've done a bit more, and, you know, it's fine. I, I, the world of podcasting is a different ballgame, and I think mm. it's nice to listen and tune in to hearing someone be themselves, right? Yeah. Cut through all the editing. That's true. And all the mystery yeah. and intrigue. Um, but yeah, the book, it's uh, 80,000 words. It's insane. I, to be fair, I did leave a lot of it to the last minute, as I talked about before mm. on, the, on the podcast. I, because I've been so busy chess boxing and getting fit and doing events in London, I didn't have enough time to write a lot of it. So yeah. I had to rush it a lot of it. But I did. It's all, it's all there in my mind. And it's just a, a case of sitting down, unpacking it all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, should be good. Got to work out what the hell the title's going to be, though. Oh right, born in Japan, ten years. It's not, it's not ten that years good, is it? Out, ten years out here. <laughs> Could call it for fuck's sake. <laughs> You're born in Japan, or yeah. something like that. They, they'll probably um, not want you to do that because that's got no. a bad word in it. But yeah, I, I think with, with with the first kind of um, uh, draft, I think it's very much you've got it down, and then that's something to work from. Like the most daunting thing is exactly. a blank page, isn't it? So at least you've got it down. That's that's great news. I'm really glad that you managed to do it because you were. Um, uh, I'm going to say it, bricking it just before Christmas. <laughs> that you hadn't done anything. <laughs> I, well, I had no. I'd done a lot. I'd done a lot. But like yeah. you know, when you're thirty, forty thousand words into a book, yeah. you've still got another 40,000 to do. And I remember yeah. my coursework when I was a student, it was like 10,000 words. Yeah. And I'd like do that in a night. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's a whole different I've, ball game. But you just I've want had, it to I've be had, good uh, and not I've, miss I've, things. I've had um, a lot of... Um I've had a little look and it's uh, like the, the the last quarter is just him having a, a dream and then he wakes up at the end because <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> and, then I, and then I woke up. <laughs> And it was all a dream. It was all I'd never just left, one big dream. Never left Kent. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah. like, it's 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 going to be an interesting roller coaster ride. Releasing the book and got to do an audio book too. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's going to oh, be quite the lordy. thing. But but from, fundamentally, like last year, I did like a little post on social media, mm. being like, oh, "I've done the book. Ha ha ha." I'm enjoying the UK for 10 more minutes before I go back to Japan because <laughs> I haven't enjoyed my time in the UK because I've been so busy uh, before I go back. And uh, yeah, the, while last year was sort of about health and fitness and that whole journey, mm. this year's just about being a YouTuber and pushing yeah. that and really going all out because I oh, hate wow. the fact that I haven't really released that many videos. I haven't really challenged myself uh, in the last couple of years doing this. So yeah, back to... Being a YouTuber, back to my roots next year, doing a lot of documentaries. Like I, during the event, the London event, I had so many people come up to me and say, "Chris, we love the documentaries." And mm. I was like, "Thank you so much." Oh, I haven't made a documentary in like two years, <laughs> but thank you so much. Uh, and so I'd like to a do documentary, some more. though, isn't it? You're just documenting life. That's a documentary, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll just bash out some really simple ones, like mm. Pete Donaldson finding himself <laughs> in a fucking. Port Fukushima try, or something. Pete trying to get into a sewer. Pete is just trying to get <laughs> trying to get in a sewer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but that, 
I don't know where to go from there. But that is, I mean, that's the level, isn't it? It's mm. a Pete Dawson documentary. Pete, Pete trying yeah. to find the Ninja Turtles, the real Japanese Ninja Turtles who live in the sewer. <laughs> I think if we were going to do a documentary with you in Japan, it would be something to do with Drinking. like video games. Meeting, video games. Well, right, that, yeah. 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 Drinking with Hideo Kojima, yeah. having a drink. Visiting all of the bar. cities in Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've probably already visited half of them. Yeah, I probably have, yeah. But why not? Point, why not? Point. <laughs> I was always amazed when I played uh, Yakuza and I saw the um, the mission set in Onomichi right. in Hiroshima. Yeah, okay. Because it's very... They've built the entire town yeah. like, exactly the way it is in real life. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, they've done such a good job. So if you want to see Japan or play in Japan, Yakuza is really good for that. Really it is. actually does like... They do such a faithful recreation mm. of places like Shinjuku and uh, Dotonbori. Mm. Really a cool con- game. It's a continued continuation of how uh, the video game Shenmue used to uh, deal with uh, Japan. It's great stuff. It's lovely. Did you ever pick up any Japanese playing them, though? Mm, no, not a thing. <laughs> oh. Not a thing. <laughs> I think that, that could be like a great way to expand their video game business. Like Go back to Yakuza, but make it educational. Yes. Have like some... You know, there's that, there's that game. Mass. There was that Just game have that, some I, Pete that I was talking about where you, where you have to run around. I think taking photographs. I wonder where that. I wonder when that one's coming out. I was giving it the big licks, like I was um, on the on the payroll for that particular video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you know, with language learning apps, they've started going down the gamification route, like mm. Duolingo, as we discussed mm. last week. And I don't know it'd be a shame. It'd be a really cool idea to fuse. The Yakuza series with language learning. Yeah, I don't know what it would look like. It'd be like Typing of the Dead. Do you remember Typing of the Dead? There was a um, Typing of the Dead. Do you remember it was like a it was like a di- um, not Day of the Dead. It was uh, it was a shooting game. Um, mm. So I can't remember. It was something of the Dead, House of the Dead. That's what it was. And you'd shoot, bang, oh, yeah, bang, bang, yeah. shoot all the zombies. But um, then they released a Typing of the Dead, and you can occasionally see them still in Japanese. Um, Japanese, uh, uh, um, what do you call them? Like mm. video game places, arcade, uh, arcades, arcade. arcades, yeah. and and they'll have a little keyboard, like a dirty little PS2 keyboard, and you'll like a little Dreamcast keyboard. I think it was a Dreamcast launch title, and anyway, and you um, and you have to type the letters <laughs> on the screen to, uh, to 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 kill the zombies. Um, no but way. A couple of times, and and the keyboards look absolutely disgusting. They've Surely not been replaced for ages. The fear and the intensity when the zombies coming towards you, like goes, and you're yeah. like spell. Fire a gun tap 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 <laughs> spell fever and you go <laughs> and then it kills him it's good stuff I helps think there's a reason I've never seen that and it didn't take off it did Fucking take hell. off it was massive <laughs> House of the Dead's everywhere though you yeah. can't escape House of the Dead they've no. still got that in every arcade in all of Japan oh, we got a story this week from Rob he says hello Chris and Pete Rob from Kent here well done Rob same place as me mm. I don't know if that's an achievement probably not <laughs> especially as it's Kent I yep. wanted to share a story of when my brother and I went to see the Sumo World Cup in Tokyo Tickets were a right hassle to get due to our non-existent Japanese, but mm. it was a complete coincidence that we were in Tokyo at the same time, so we were determined to go. The fights last all day, with the semi-pros and younger bouts in the morning and the world champions in the evening. We took our own food and got some beers uh, and made our way uh, and made a day of it. We were sat in the back, but the most expensive seats were on the floor, almost touching the ring. Mm. 
At several points, spectators had to scramble out of the way of falling fat men. I remember one older gentleman wasn't quick enough. He seemed okay, so I don't feel too bad laughing. Although his camera looked like it was crushed. In between the bouts of some of the wrestlers, uh, they mingle with fans in the sumo village. It was a great day. Not at all what I expected sumo to be like. Um, They're very quick and very agile. Well worth a watch. You could even make a great video. Keep up the good work, guys. All the best. Rob. I yeah, actually a friend of mine wanted me to go sumo wrestling um, or watch it hmm. this month, but unfortunately, I'm not in Japan. The oh. one fucking time, <laughs> god damn it! I, <laughs> I kind of do want to go and see it. It's one of those things that's on the bucket list mm. that has gone unfulfilled. Uh, bucket list of unfulfillment, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a top f- a five entry in there. Yeah. Um, you've never seen it yourself, right? It's no. Sort of thing you'd want to see, isn't it? Now, you love um, your wrestling. I do love my wrestling. I don't know. I just think I don't know. Sumo. It's definitely my kind of um, like because in the sort of pantheon of, of, of professional wrestling, I very much like mm. big lads, big fat lads. <laughs> I love big fat lads. Um, there was a wrestler. I guess it, t- it wasn't tugboat. It was um, Earthquake who used to wrestle in the WWE, and he started off as a sumo wrestler out in Japan, mm, mm. and then he converted to being a wrestler, and they absolutely loved him. And the guy, he looked like a big, gigantic size of a house version of Jack Nicholson um, <laughs> in the kind of like his Johnny era kind of like proper receding hair kind of vibe um, and he's only like 25 he died at I think 35 or 36 because oh. um, I mean these big guys always die or something um, but yeah he was uh, <clears throat> he was an incredibly sweet chap but he spent a lot of his time in Japan and, and, and was pretty pretty talented at sumo turns out I mean it's, it's such a curious thing I I I remember though. Do you remember mm. a few years ago we had the story where somebody got injured in the sumo ring, yeah. and they needed a medic, and the medic was a woman, and women aren't allowed due to the religious aspect of it. Women aren't allowed in the ring, and it caused a big kerfuffle. Right. Okay. Kerfuffle. Do you remember that? I, I do. I, we we yeah, did it. In the, they do have weird kind of rules with, with with stuff like that, and it was it was quite depressing that uh, it was last year, wasn't it? That we have to do with stuff like that. But I would say that like mm. even even like professional wrestling out there, the mm. big the big companies like um, New Japan and stuff, they do have women's divisions, but they uh, very much do not cross pollinate. Like the usual, you know, WWE show will have mm. men and women um, fighting in, in in different matches and stuff on the on one pay per view. But um, when we watched um, uh, the uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 a couple of weeks ago from uh, from Tokyo at the Tokyo Dome. I think it was the Tokyo Dome. Um, obviously, they've they've signed a big American um, uh, performer, Sasha Banks uh, slash Mercedes Monet, uh, which is a new name because you can't use the same name outside of the WWE. If they give you a name, they keep the name effectively. So you've got a kind of Jesus. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely insane stuff. But um, yes, they've signed a, they've signed a, a really popular woman. So they had a woman's match on with the men, and it doesn't happen very often because they they they've got women's divisions, but they've also got men's divisions, and and they never sort of cross pollinate. But it is improving slightly because it's fucking ridiculous to have a show where it's just all just you know the same looking blocks <clears throat> doing the same thing um for for, for five hours in a row <laughs> mm. in a pay-per-view well, you can say the same about sushi restaurants actually mm. most sushi restaurants um the chefs are never women at right. all i remember there was a, a place that opened in akihabara where it was staffed by women mm. and then it's shut recently. Yeah, it's a great fanfare. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there are aspects of the culture that are still a bit like that. Um, that I've never, I don't know what if there's an unwritten rule about women mm. working as chefs 
in a sushi restaurant. That's something I need to investigate a little bit further. But I, yeah, it's one thing you'll notice when you go in a sushi restaurant. I, a bit of a weird segue there from, <laughs> from <laughs> sumo wrestling to sushi. But it has a common denominator. True. But on to the story of the week. What's going down in Japan? What's <clears> the news, <throat> Mr. Donaldson? Oh, Chris, you won't believe this. No one is eating pickled dried plums anymore. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why. Oh. Umeboshi. Uh, a variety of plums made by drying the plum after it's soaked in a salt solution. They're used in bento boxes and in onigiri as well as plum sake and a couple of other places as well. They're mainly made in uh, Wakayama Prefecture in a place called uh, Minabe and um, the popularity's taken a bit huh. of a dip basically. Um, they used to eat fucking shitloads of them and now it's gone from a thousand grams per household per year to uh, to just under um, 658 grams that's slightly larger than one typical pack of umeboshi so like people are only eating one tiny little box of umeboshi every single <laughs> week young people don't like them they don't like that they're salty they don't like that they're sour uh, and uh, yeah people under 29 only eat a, a small amount of umeboshi uh, every year uh, and people don't eat them for breakfast people aren't necessarily eating as well as many um, uh, examples of like sort of Japanese cuisine and w- rice consumption has also gone down at breakfast, which I think is a real shame because I really bloody love rice uh, for breakfast. It's fantastic, but uh, yeah, mm. the, uh, the the umeboshi is not a, a big deal anymore in Japan. Uh, and if you you know if your business is based around drying your plums out, you're in you plum out of luck. Let me tell you, plum out of luck, plum out really? of luck. I mean, I don't like umeboshi. What I do like about them is, aesthetically, they look very nice. Mm. I used to get a bento box for lunch every day uh, when I worked at school, and uh, you'd open it up, and there'd be a little little plum there. Little nice plum. red plum, nested on the rice. <laughs> I often didn't eat it, but they look very nice. And it's a, uh, uh, but like I do, the, my most pop, like the, the the drink I'd have more than any other in Japan mm. is uh, umeshi, right? Like sour plum, plum wine, and. Hopefully that doesn't get affected by this, because that would be a disaster. Getting rid of sour plums as a food, yeah, I could live with that. <laughs> Getting rid of the drink, though, unthinkable. Because yeah. you've got to have a few plums within the jar to get to the thick, the rich, right. delicious sake. Mm. But it's not just that it's unpopular or becoming unpopular. Young people don't like it as much, um, as you said earlier, but there was a a weird crisis in 2020 they had a, a thin yield, like a, a thin crop yielding only forty to sixty percent the usual haul, mm. and that meant manufacturers couldn't run promotions to sell the product because they didn't have it. And so, warehouses stockpiled it. And then, this year and last year, they had bumper crops, and warehouses are just rammed full of the damn things now. So, <laughs> it's also a bit of a supply and demand issue as well. It's not that just people are turning their backs on umeboshi, but there are trends like that emerging around Japan, like uh, rice. As well, yeah. Rice is becoming less mm. popular as a breakfast food. Toast is taking over. I uh, don't know if that's much better. That's probably <laughs> not a good thing. That might be no. something to do with the diabetes rates in Japan. But is, uh, uh, how about, How's katsuboshi doing? How's the old, um, the hardest food in the world, fish? katsuboshi, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's still popular. Yeah. I love a bit of katsuboshi. It's so good when small, they shred the... Uh, mm. Delicious. Yeah, is it skipjack? The, the, the fish that's like smoked really hard mm. and then they chip it off and they chip it off into nice flakes and then they sprinkle that over your okonomiyaki pancakes yeah it's beautiful yeah. <laughs> I forgot about how tough katsuboshi is I remember I was in a skiji fish market the outer market once mm. and I hit Ryosho with it in a sort of jokey way and I nearly killed him because it's <laughs> like the hardest food in the like, world 
It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's like fucking need a laser, laser diamond cutter to get through the damn thing. <laughs> Pretty incredible fish. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dolson? Tom has got in touch. Hi, Cheesy Chris and Pickly Pete. I've just booked a trip to Japan next year, where I'll be traveling hey. the perimeter of the country for a few months. I've recently gotten into uh, fitness, and I'm worried it's going to go south on my travels. Are there any cheap chain gyms uh, like there are in the UK that I could use while traveling? If not, is running outdoors pretty normal there? Keep it up, guys. Tom. Yeah, I mean, there's Anytime Fitness. I think they're pretty popular in Japan. Taking over. Mm. Um, if you've got a... Yeah. Uh, but, like, run. Yeah, just go running. Mm. Everyone runs in Japan. And yeah. uh, the streets, the cities are quite wide and really good for jogging as well. Mm. And uh, if you jog around Sendai, you might run into me. Or Tokyo. <laughs> cause I, spend, I think I spend more time in Tokyo than I do in Sendai. Wielding, but like, wielding big block jogging. of Katsuboshi. Absolutely. Swinging my Katsuboshi yep. around the streets. Uh <laughs> What has it been travelling around the perimeter of the country? That seems like he's going to be in a boat. Mm, that just, seems, just like a lo- yeah, the, seems like a long... The edge. 
<laughs> it's like when happening? you play Civilization, you've only got like a, a C unit, and you're like, I, just, I can't, <laughs> I cannot make land. This isn't helpful. <laughs> I mean, also, don't don't like to come to Japan about and worry about putting on weight. Mm. I mean, don't don't do that. It's not in the spirit, me, is like, it? Well, the best thing about traveling Japan, yeah. for me personally, probably is the food because it is so bloody hard to get good Japanese food outside of Japan. Mm. And I'm currently working on a video about something down those lines. Um, but I think when you come over, trying the food, all the food is is a given, <laughs> especially the deep-fried camembert, which yeah. I love so dearly. Yeah. You can only get that in Japan. They don't they don't deep-fry camembert anywhere else. <laughs> every pub in the UK. We've got yeah. one here from Carl, from Nilla. Hey, Carl. He says, hello, Carnivalesque Chris and Pantomimical Pete, is that a word? Ooh. I use a Fujifilm mirrorless camera, which is recommended to me by my friends who work in photography and production. I noticed that your camera setup uses equipment by Panasonic and Canon and Sony, and I was wondering if you particularly favour these brands or they simply are what you've gotten used to. I love listening to the podcast. Keep up the great work, guys. Carl from Nilla. I do have I've had a friend recently try and harass me to get a Fujifilm camera uh, and they're actually made in Sendai which is cool they're made up the road for me Um, and Fujifilm are lovely they're very aesthetically built uh, they they look like cameras from like the 50s or 60s Mm. Um, I got one of them but You've probably got one, haven't you? you a you're Fuji, a Fujifilm fanatic. I've got a Fuji, I got a Fuji X3 or something, X something 3 or something from back in the day. What do you love so much about it? Um, I, I think it was the first, I think the Fuji, it's a Fujifilm kind of X2 or something I had back in the day. And it was kind of like, it, it was for street photography kind of camera. And it just yeah. felt like a proper camera. And then I moved on to a Ricoh GR3, um, which is just smaller and you can just sort of like, you just don't feel like you're imposing on people taking pictures. Mm. So, um, so I, I very much you can be sneaky. You can sneaky take your photos. Take pictures, you? Yeah, but um, yeah, I just think you get a better picture when um, when you're just taking pictures of a, of a scene, and it doesn't like make a big deal that you're clacking away with a big old DSLR or something. <laughs> I mean, I was tempted to get the X3 myself just for street photography. Mm. There's something nice about having a pure kind of photography camera. Mm. It's nice that you can carry around nice with camera. you and stuff. And but. Because I make videos, I kind of gravitate towards uh, video cameras. Yeah. So I've got a Sony A7S three that I use for most of my work, and a Sony Alpha One and a Panasonic S1H, and they're all very, very good for video. Um, Sony have probably the best dynamic range of any company, and dynamic range is really important. Right. Take it for granted. Um, so dynamic range, um, and the A7S three is just the most popular sort of video camera you'll find amongst YouTubers at the moment. You mm. can do everything you'd ever want. But I'm not really faithful to a particular camera brand. I'm actually more faithful to Panasonic. And for the longest time, they had the best cameras, but they just did not have a good autofocus system. Right. And when you're doing vlogging, running down the street like a Muppet, holding a camera, and you're just fucking manual focusing it, as I was, it just drives you mad. Sony have really good focus, uh, so I, I moved to there. But now... As if to fucking annoy me, Panasonic, and annoy and delight me, Panasonic have come back with autofocus. It's actually quite good, 
and I'll probably end up buying some more Panasonic cameras. So <laughs> Panasonic and Sony are, for me, the best. Uh, We've got one last one from Annie from Yorkshire. She says, hello there, pesky Pete and crinkly Chris. My dad is wheelchair bound, but sometimes uh, struggles navigating himself because a lot of places where we live aren't particularly wheelchair friendly. As my parents would want me to visit uh, me during my stay in Japan, how wheelchair friendly would you say the country is in both terms of accessibility and prejudice? Thank you, guys. All the best. Annie from Yorkshire. And I'd say uh, Japan is probably better than most countries for wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. And in the cities as well, really great for it. Just be more wary of rural areas. Uh, They might be not so good. But because of the Olympics, the country invested heavily in upgrading stations and making the country a lot more accessible and navigable. 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 It's it's, it's navigable. Uh, So (laughs) I think you'll find the country's a lot better suited than here in the UK, to be honest, Annie. But uh, yeah, have a great time in Japan and Mm. I hope your parents do come over and visit. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to Podcast at gmail.com. Pete is off on holiday now. I'm out of there. Costa Rica. I've got to be somewhere. You don't hate me. You love me. What am I going to do without you? What are you going to do without me? I can't live. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? We've we've been through this, Chris. I'm trying my best. Come back. We'll sort it out. Don't leave. Don't leave. When I come back, couple of weeks, I'll be back. Just remember, guys, in your quiet afternoons around the world, continue to harass Pete on Twitter. <laughs> Get him to come to Japan. Harass right. him every. Minute, don't let him enjoy Costa Rica. Don't harass him. Send video Costa- messages. Make him get a flight from Costa Rica to Los Angeles, then Los Angeles to Japan. Just don't let up. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to fly to Costa Rica. If you listen to this in Costa Rica, yeah. if you see Pete walking down the street yeah. Yeah. with his coolish, just shout at him and tell him to go to Japan. But for now, guys, have, a, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Bye bye. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.